0: Hello there.
1: Hello there.
0: Welcome to the Pink Milk Show, your podcast for us super fans and those forced to listen to us. Hello, I'm your hello, host, hello. Brian. Interrupting me is my husband and your better host, Tom. Get used to it. Hello. Today is Someday and we are talking the original trilogy.
1: Happy Someday. Fun day. there pop-up hello 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 how are you i am great how about yourself
0: i am very good this morning was how we should start every morning (laughs) (laughs) with return of the jedi very true very true yes so we uh watched the whole trilogy this week that we did in preparation For your listening pleasures You're welcome (laughs) (laughs) So we started One day With A New Hope Or Star Wars If you're our age Then we watched The Empire Strikes Back Throughout the week And this morning We ended with the greatest Star Wars film of all Return of the Jedi The Return of Max Rebo
2: Or that (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. So what is it about Star Wars, do you think? Why are we doing this podcast? Why is anyone going to listen? Well, Brian, I think that's an excellent question for you to answer. Well, I think the greatest thing about Star Wars is that it's fantastic and fun and lighthearted. Yet underneath all that is very serious, weighty, and heavy weighty and heavy that's kind of the same thing isn't it there's some great morals there there are great things to reflect upon and there are great lessons for our children to learn and there are great lessons for us adults to be reminded of and they are eternally hopeful and many times in life things seem dour or dire dour
1: they could be dour in your world
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say dire though honey. What do you think it is though What is it about Star Wars That has affected The entire world For the last 42 years
2: Why
1: Brian that's an excellent question Why would you go ahead and answer I that I just did answer that <laughs> Yeah but you didn't ask for 42 years How it affected the world for 42 years I don't know that's a loaded question well, Wish you had written down that question before I got on the mic Hmm <laughs>
0: <laughs> we deliver this to you raw. Live
1: and raw. Mm-hmm. Just in case you didn't hear the, uh, sure the tagline, it's super fans and those...
0: Who are forced to listen to us. You
1: probably figured out who's who right now. <laughs> that said, gr- I've always been a fan. It's just my fandom is uh, definitely outshined by your super fandom. Self.
0: Is it outshined or... Are you just graced with a little extra light?
1: I am. You know what? I'm definitely graced with a little extra light. There should be some awards in the eternal after for me because of the graced light.
0: Yes, I think there will be. You'll come back as a bluey ghost. You're welcome. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, so you really don't know? You don't know? No, no, I do. I'm just teasing you. I think that... Uh, um, Actually, hang on, I'm gonna interrupt oh, real quick. Wow because I was ready to answer the question. Yes. You know, part of this great thing about the podcast is there are a super fans who it's literally everything. I am, I know I am not the only person in the world who's not kidding. Who lives, breathes, eats, drinks, dreams, raises of my children, all based on things that I learned from Star Life Wars. Life is a Star Wars reference it at really some is. point it's, during the day. It is that important. Most of the population sits where you do, Thomas it can mean a lot to them. They really enjoy it, but it is not every waking minute. And that's the point of this podcast. Let's bring those living, breathing everyday people to the enlightened side. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. So I think what you have to to say is actually probably even more important because that's what I always think. I think so. I, (laughs) I am married to someone who is shy, very shy. That's not what I was going to say. Oh. Pretty fantastic. I'm you, told that. You said multiple- <laughs>
1: it. You, hey, hey, I cannot argue with you.
0: <laughs> happy hubby, happy babe. All right. So what do, what is it? What do you think? What makes it so special? Hmm. I think it came out the right time, uh, for sure. I don't think
1: that. And hey, all you movie buffs out there, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just giving you my opinion. I think it came out at a time where it was... Uh, Uh, The world needed this. I think there was a a moral undertone to the entire series, saga. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, quite frankly, it was just very well written. It was a really good movie. So
0: So, I wasn't born yet, but from the few things that there's like the towering Inferno, the movie about the guy who like shot people from the tower or one of the colleges, I forget. It was the late 70s and the mid 70s. Everything was dark. Dark, 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 dark. The world was doom and gloom, and George Lucas said there isn't movies out there for kids anymore, and that's what this came out. So I think he intention- I don't think he intentionally made something bright and fun, and studios thought no one wants bright and fun. They want this. They want to feel better about their lives by watching someone's who's worse. And he fundamentally disagreed with that. And look what happened. Hmm. George Which, did good. He did do good. George does her body good, just like Pink Milk does your body good. But Boom. I think, you know, George Lucas sees into the future. That's all that dude. I don't know how he does anything else, but looks towards the future and figures all that stuff out.
1: Now, George wrote all this?
0: Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yes. He had other writers, I guess, in and and, uh, Jedi and Empire and clearly didn't write the sequel trilogy. But it's his idea. But it's he all him. It. And even though he had other people, I mean, that dude is is and was a control freak and didn't let it go he basically still directed all of them uh it's his and the actors however you know brings things but they're they are his and they are great and i think for me now with the sequel trilogy which is still very good but they're different and that's all right Wars can grow and change but what i think made star wars so special was where is now was mr lucas he's what made it special he was the secret sauce
1: can you imagine how it feels to be george lucas and just from the standpoint of writing a story that became a saga that people truly became super fans over how amazing that must
0: feel or the pressure i can see it you know He's mm-hmm. adopted what, three children of his own, mm-hmm. and it won't be on his headstone, a father of three. Mm-hmm. It'll be the creator of Star Wars. Hmm. And that's got to be an immense amount of pressure because of people like me who expect certain things and then get very angry when we don't get what we want. We take a lot of ownership over it, but it affects us. And I under- you're a super fan. It, affa- it made us who we were. I understand the ownership. Uh, I don't like to think that I get mad about things. They're not my stories to tell. I just go, I watch, and I let it take me over. But what do you think makes it so special? Because I, you know, I mean, would you think it was George, Mr. Lucas?
1: Would I think it's George. I mean, it's you've got to give him some credit. Mm-hmm. You know, but quite frankly, if I was not married to you and I didn't spend 12 years with you, I probably never would because I wouldn't even know who the guy's name is seriously yeah of course i went to a movie i saw it it was great oh wow they're having another one boom here we go (laughs) i'm going to see another one if i recall correctly i don't think we even knew and again i was seven that star wars was going to be coming out with empire strikes back anyway but when we knew of empire Strikes back coming you know a month or two before the movie you knew return of the jedi was coming and then when return of the jedi was over We didn't know, and we were very confused why there'd be one, two, and three when we saw what we thought was one, two, and three. But it was really four, five, and six. Yeah. You know, they'll forever be credited with that kind of back and forth thing to me in my head. Oh, I think
0: 100%. I think back to 1999 when it was episode one and people were, like, the idea of telling a prequel was so, I'm sure it's been done before. Sure. No, I don't think in that level of popular culture, like it was so it was easy to people like me. We always knew they were coming, but I remember the confusion, the new it was just so confusing. And now it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Half the Marvel Cinematic Universe Jumps all over around. All well, time. hey,
1: now they have movies where people die and then they come back and have another movie where half the time they're not in the movie and then all of a sudden they come back, all come back again because, you know. I mean, yeah. great movie. Those were oh. good movies. Yeah. Endgame was Come great. on. What? When they all were erased. Sorry, spoiler. I mean, that was pretty cool. But When, when they all oh, drifted no. off into dust. Half well, the that population was cool. Was gone. That was really yeah.
0: cool. Infinity War was great. Endgame, yeah. not for me. Anyways, this is not an MCU no. podcast because personally, I would much rather talk to comics because I'm also a big comic book nerd. Big time. Mm-hmm. And speaking of nerds, you know it comes out on Monday? Today's Sunday, so we don't know when Monday is, but sometime when Monday comes around. <laughs> Happy
1: Someday Monday too, if <laughs> it's
0: Monday. The first final trailer for the rise of skywalker
1: i hope it's gonna be good for you oh, for you my god. and for me uh, it, will be
0: <laughs> it will be great it'll be sad no, oh god
1: i'm sure it's gonna be fantastic i i think the last couple of movies have
0: been great Just even the it. standalones i to the solo is probably my favorite of the disney
1: i enjoyed it Which, because it gave you the background i mean you knew there would never be another one i would imagine there wouldn't have been another one but
0: they were planning on three i think oh, unfortunately just didn't make a lot of money so okay who knows what the future is for that but, mm-hmm. um so like we said in the top of the show today we're talking the original trilo- trilogy so we spent a week watching the first three or the middle three however you want to look at it um because we're Original Trilogy guys, that's what we grew up on, mm-hmm. uh, that's where we're going to start. And the Original Trilogy is still the heart. That is the beating force behind both chapters, the one that precedes it and the one that proceeds it. So that's where we're starting. And you, my friend, saw it in a the theater. Yes, I did. In yeah, 1977.
1: I remember it was a birthday party for a kid I grew up with, good f- friend of the family. What'd you think? scared I was scared. I was seven sitting in a seat, and all of a sudden this guy uh, dressed in a little costume or a big costume in this case with a <laughs> mask on, all black cape, and he spoke uh with a muted kind of voice in a way, and uh, he was scary.
0: never seen anything like that before No action, I had right? not nope it's so fun. One of our youngest is five, so he's of like a very amazing time to be a star wars fan someone's going to be a seth trooper for halloween yes he is and that was not being pushed on just so everyone's aware and he's definitely not my favorite but the seth trooper or the child the child none of it just Child, anyways uh i do love watching these (laughs) with him because he gets so into it and watching someone jump and all the questions and he gets this kid loves star wars when he was in preschool we went and drove for a while we live out in the burbs and i work downtown and so he went with me to preschool and we listened to star wars podcasts and to him he wants to listen to star wars and i love it i believe he's actually watching star wars right now as we're recording the podcast maybe watching resistance yes so all those people out there in the interwebs and the youtubes used to say how terrible it is the maybe five-year-old
1: she- loves them mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: And that's amazing because Star Wars should be for him, not us. Just so you're aware of where we're standing and where we're coming from on the show. So, uh, A New Hope wasn't known as A New Hope by us for a very long time. It was... Star Wars. And will and always be... Star Wars. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I can't... To this day, I still can't think of it as A New Hope until I have to think of it as A New Hope. It is just Star Wars. As the years
1: went... On And they started creating all these names, and maybe they were there, who knows. But I only, you
0: know, we were mm-hmm. all confused. Well, you was. have the right to be confused. Thank you. Because when it was originally out, it just said Star Wars. 20th Century Fox said, Mm-mm-mm, people will be confused. No, 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 you don't start a Chapter 4, that doesn't make any sense. Nope, nope, nope. So they made him take it out. hmm Then it turned into what it turned into. It was gigantic, huge success. And... They knew they were going to make Empire, and there's a story there that's amazing and something that would never happen again. One day we'll talk about it, but then it was re-released the summer before Empire Strikes Back came out. I believe it was the summer, and it had episode four, A New Hope, tagged in front of it to help announce to everybody, oh, there's something else coming. So I think that's very interesting. Very
1: smart marketing.
0: Stars Wars is a long, 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 long tradition of always changing. Uh, this won't mean much to Tom, or hopefully half of our audience. The other half will understand that we watched the Blu-rays that released in 2011, I believe. So, as I just said, there's been lots of changes to Star Wars, forever, from audio tracks to all these things that most people don't notice, but we do. So, I have a question for you. Yes, sir, Mr. Barry. Uh oh, I just got a look. <laughs> Uh,
1: no last names.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, it is the internet, and it's gonna be very hard to figure out who we are. Oh, uh, anyways, did you notice anything different in these in this version of A New Hope that you don't really remember seeing before? No, I did not. You do not, no, I did not because there was a lot. Uh, one of which. It was an entire new scene and i'm just always i love how people don't Which think was about. it job of the hut he was never in the first one
2: hmm.
0: they didn't have they couldn't do it they wanted they shot it but there was a big irish guy i don't remember his name people out there were send us comments um and i could look it up i guess but anyways they had the intention of animating on top of him they didn't know exactly what job of the Hut was going to look like but they knew they wanted a big creature but they couldn't do it so they cut the scene up uh But there was... I am not one who gets upset about... They're known as the special editions and the Blu-ray things. It is what it is. It doesn't ruin the films. There is one thing, though, in A New Hope that is not cool, as far as I'm concerned, and that was the shooting scene with Greedo and Han Solo. It's been edited and redone a lot of times, but Han shot first. There was a big campaign. There's T-shirts. And in Solo... If you remember at the end, when Beckett comes, what what's his name from Cheers? Uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah. Anyways, I when... didn't notice.
2: Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, There you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Woody. And this is who watches it. Anyways, he got shot, Beckett. He was going to shoot Han, and I think it was the Kasdan's way of saying Han shot first, and it was this little treat for... Those of us who would even notice those kinds of things without being a treat to anybody else. And it was awesome. It was fantastic. But that really changed Han Solo's character, which was not, I don't think that's cool. Mm -hmm. Because the Han Solo we meet in the cantina would shoot someone first. Han wouldn't do it by the return of the Jedi, but he hadn't met Luke yet. And he had forgotten the optimism that he once had that we learned he used to have because of Solo. Mm -hmm. Who was your favorite character when you were a child? Because I know who it is now.
1: Of four, five, and six, or are we still just focusing on number four?
0: Star Wars. Uh, let's just say overall, I knew. because there, unless there's very few characters introduced in four, and in, in in uh, look at this, even I'm confused in five and six.
1: Okay, so just four, f-
0: just no, four. just the original trilogy. Let's go there, because I, I wonder what movie they entered.
1: Well, you know, I would say Luke, and Han. Luke and Han. Luke and Han. Why? Hmm. Well, they were the main characters. And okay. uh maybe I have to put a little more thought into it. <laughs> hey, Brian, how about you?
0: <laughs> you know, uh, Star Wars grows and changes with you as you get older, and you look at things differently. But growing up, it was Luke Skywalker, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's stories. I think there's reasons, and we can go there, but... Uh, I grew up in the Southwest here, so I understood Tatooine on a level that Tom, who grew up in New Jersey, I don't think would understand. You know, he even just being a little kid and the idea you'd see on TV places, snow or leaves change color and fall like that doesn't exist here. It's always the same temperature and there can be very things that are very desolate and to want and dream about what else is out there. Maybe that's everybody. just living in a desert it was very apparent and I was adopted by my father and I never knew who my biological father was just like Luke and there was a part of me that always knew that there was something dark and devious going on with my creation and I always had that fear and I understood and this doesn't really stem from A New Hope but Luke Darth Vader being daddy I think really resonated with me on a very deep level that um, lots of kids out there and probably hopefully our kids you know we are two dads who have adopted three kids from the foster system and they have their own past and things that they think about and I think that's one of the things that I hope Star Wars can help them with because it helped me
1: no, actually, well said. Uh, well said.
0: I think it's it's one of the beautiful parts of Star Wars, and I I agree. It's one of the things I really like about Ray, which we will get to when we talk about the sequel trilogy. But I think, as a quick one, two, three, because it is impossible to talk about Star Wars without talking about the collective whole. I think these days, at least for me, I can't think of them as individual movies. Uh, Ray is a character who I think deals is very re- realistic portrayal of. Someone growing up with trauma. I think it's interesting. What was your favorite part of the original? Let's just get back to some fun. What was your favorite part of A New Hope?
2: Hmm.
0: Do you think? Do you remember?
1: My favorite part, I would say definitely the opening scene because we're introduced to all these fireworks and firing back and forth and Darth Vader. Then I also liked when they met Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ben, for the first time, and... Did you like his great
0: Dragon Crawl? I did. I thought it was pretty you cool. You know it's different now, and Oh, but it's still... Just Wouldn't rad. know, <laughs> but yes, I did. <laughs> <It's pretty laughs> rad. I love the opening of that movie. You're introduced to two non-humans who are already bickering, like, you know who see through Pew and R2-D2 are the second they come on, and then all of a sudden you see Darth Vader, and there's like, you. it's a different world the second that flick starts. Love it. And you forgot the flea market. I love the gigantic sand crawler. Mm-hmm. One of my, probably my very favorite Star Wars ship of all. And you have this big sci-fi epic tale. And all of a sudden they're shopping at a garage sale. They think it's hilarious. And I love it. It's very real world without being real world at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Let's see. I'm curious. You know, no, I'm not going to go there. I was going to ask you about the death of Aunt and Uncle. and It's the first one. We don't need to go into current fandom. Mm -hmm. But I do want this podcast to be for people who can just enjoy the movie and we don't need to be hypercritical. So if you're one of those people who are hypercritical and visit certain YouTube channels and listen to certain podcasts. Relax. Yeah, relax and just (laughs) have fun. Relax, have fun. Just have fun. Fun. So I think one of the great things about Star Wars is it was – originally not going to be a trilogy necessarily there was a big gigantic risk and it might only be one so that movie really kind of can tie itself up mm-hmm. it didn't need to go on they did a great job of tying it up i mean they they did a gigantic i
1: think that's why i remember what i said a little bit ago we didn't know there was going to be another one so we were like wow this is a great movie mm-hmm. great boom
0: i yeah it's i can't i don't know that i don't know a world without star wars mm-hmm. i was born Post its creation So that's all I know I grew up with my With my brother's toys Who I don't think You know That's what I grew up with and
1: Your brother doesn't seem like He ever had any interest In Star Wars though He does Does he?
0: He does But as you said I think you said At the beginning of the show I've stolen the light and I think even back then, I was, I, I'm that person. I am that person in your office. I am that person in your extended family that's like, oh, he's the Star Wars guy. Like, yes. that has always been me. Yes. So, even as a kid, like, no one else liked it the same way I did. So, they never got the attention with regards. But he got football and basketball and all the manly things I had, you know, my toys and my comics and my Star Wars.
1: Well, so, plenty of girls yeah. like those things too. So, I don't know if they're necessarily manly.
0: Okay. Wow. Here we go. You're, Me yes. too. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, might be in trouble with that, but hey, I'm just sticking up for y'all. <laughs> oh, politically charged. You and Paul Contis. <laughs> wow, so, you're really going there. So, post, post Star Wars, we got The Empire Strikes Back. It was my very first movie. I was one. Don't remember it. My mama tells the story of what one-year-old can sit in a -a two-hour-and-a-half-hour movie without ever uttering a sound.
1: Brian can.
0: Apparently me. Didn't even blink. I loved it even back then. That's how good that stuff is. And And we're we're back. back. Someone needs to take a breaky break.
1: I just needed a minute. (laughs) (laughs) So. So I could gather my light. The Empire. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Love and light, Tom. Love and light. Love and light. So, The Empire Strikes Back. May 1980. Do you remember it? Did you see it? That
1: one I did. I do. I saw it in the movie theater. saw it several times. It was great. Loved it. Wait, you? Yeah. I'm not a
0: movie repeater. Nope. One and done. One and done. Until I came along. Then I guess he was really done. (laughs) 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 I'm just getting a little bored and I'm tired, so you'll do. Is that how it worked? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, I... The Empire Strikes Back has the greatest opening of them all. I love the ships in every Star Wars scene. We didn't even talk about that in New Hope. How I... How crazy that ship is at the beginning. But this Mm -hmm. one, you got these probe droids. And then you have a gigantic wampa who, like, mauls uh, Luke Skywalker and tries to eat him. So
1: tell me, what is your favorite ship, Brian, since you are so impressed with these ships? Oh,
0: in all of Star Wars?
1: Uh, no, we're on a episode five, Empire Strikes Back.
0: Oh, either. Well, I love a cloud car. Okay. I know, that's probably lame and boring, but I do love a cloud car. The AT-AT or the Snowspeeder. For the
1: five minutes or five seconds it was on? I it wasn't on a lot. It was just out the window of the Millennium Falcon, right?
0: yes yeah good job mm-hmm. thank you no i'm gonna go with. The i did just see the movie <laughs> i'm gonna go with the cloud car okay okay yeah cloud car you how about you
1: millennium falcon
0: or as michael calls it the american falcon <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> daddy can i have the american falcon it's the cutest thing ever yeah i mean the i don't even the falcon is a character it's not even a ship Mm-hmm. it's a character quite literally when once you see solo and l 3s in there which we just saw fleabag we would never seen that show before and that has uh phoebe waller bridge i think is her name who played l3 in the solo movie well, i hope so because you just gave her a plug oh. <laughs> you should all watch fleabag it was good we yeah fantastic show anyways that's not star wars but it is connected so there we go so one of my very favorite things in empire is the blue ghost of obi-wan and the discussion of the force it was talked about about an energy field that binds us and all that in star wars but we really go deep (laughs) tell me more And I do believe, no, maybe they were in Star Wars the 12-inch action figures came out. I don't know. I'm not a massive toy collector. You're not? No. No. So we
1: can throw all this stuff out in your room? Your office, I'm sorry?
0: Mm, No. (laughs) No. I did used to have quite the collection until I had to go to college and had to sell it all.
1: And then you started building it up again and Uh, then you had kids.
0: And then they stole it all.
1: And whatever it was not Stolen, the dog ate.
0: <laughs> yeah. You fans might have heart. a heart attack. Hurt my heart. Anyway, like, so the thing about the Force, and specifically about the Force and the blue ghosts, I love. So in A New Hope, you see, you see Obi-Wan basically sacrifice himself to push Luke into becoming the hero that he needed to be, that he never would be if he had Obi-Wan there. Maybe one day we'll go on a deep dive of Luke Skywalker. But... You just hear his voice in A New Hope. Then we see him at the beginning of the movie, right after he escapes the Wampa. And he's a very faint ghost. You see him again once he's with Yoda and he's done some training and he's a lot, there's a lot more to him. And I love this idea that the force ghost is a representation of how strong the listener is in tune with the force. And the more in tune with the force you are, the more real they become. And the more, the closer you can get to immortality. I think it's really interesting. Anything you ever noticed before?
2: Hmm.
1: Oh, that's a question. Yes.
0: <laughs> and I was listening. Half listening. <laughs>
1: can you repeat the question, sir?
0: How many of you out there who are in a relationship with one of us, the super fan. Half listen. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, we start off listening
1: and then it just trails off as the super fandom progresses. As- and then 20 minutes later, <laughs> you're asked a question. You're like, uh,
0: Alex, can you repeat that question? <laughs> I do have a nice Alex Trebek mustache. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. you do. Uh, no, did you ever notice the Force Ghost? And the level of just a voice to a faint ghost to a more flushed out ghost.
1: My final answer is,
0: no, I did not. Do you find it even remotely interesting?
1: Yes, I do. You, do you did I point imagine? it out when we were watching it today. Uh, no, that one was less. No, well, today's force ghost
0: actually sat on a log and he's a ghost, but he was interacting with the environment around him. It's mm-hmm. crazy. This introduced Yoda and it gave me... A quote that I live my life by that I'm sure a great number of other people do. It is very hard, and I don't always get it right. Some people have God, church, and a Bible. I have a Blu-ray player, a Blu-ray, and my little green friend. (laughs) What is it? Do or do not. There is no try. Yep. Words to quite literally. Very much so, actually. Very much so. Very hard to do. I do work very hard at not saying the word try. still slips out, and I will most of the time correct myself. What did you think? Uh, do you remember seeing Yoda the first time? I, I do. I, what was it like? I thought
1: it was a little nutty thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember he came onto this, the picture, right? As this little nutty old...
0: Were you surprised when he goblin? was Goblin? What? Were you surprised when he was Yoda?
1: Uh, I would say yes. I was surprised at his wisdom considering how they introduced him.
0: It was a great but even test. even
1: that, you know, it was... It was a test. It, that it was.
0: It was a, I, and I guess I passed. <laughs> no. Yoda's silliness was a test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's testing Luke's patience. Mm-hmm. Which Luke has none.
1: And the viewers, too.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there's also... Um, Oh, what did I? What did I? I took my little note here. Talk for a second, because I need to find my note.
1: Well, you just let the cat out of the bag. You have notes.
0: I do have notes.
1: Although he won't Hello. let me see them, I keep asking to see the notes before. But hey, uh... audience, just so you know, <laughs> I
0: do offer the notes, and all of a sudden there's a counter to clean.
1: Uh, we have three kids. <laughs> always a it's a very very busy household. <laughs>
0: Oh, judge me by my size, do you? I am a little short to be a stormtrooper. And that line, never let anyone pick on me. That one has actually very much affected me too. All right. All right. There's more to me than being short. You're not that short. And even, let's get into some queer theory here and how amazing that is those of us especially in the 80s and 90s growing up and dealing with being gay and what that means and the social climate around such things was uh i i was reminded of judge me about my size do you a lot there's more to me than being gay there's more to tom than being gay is that a part of us is it a descriptor is it a thing that we can choose to wear on our shoulder and in a way announce to the world that we are yeah i don't know and it made me feel free to do that. Yoda as I've gotten older in life is probably my very favorite Star Wars character because I do think there's so much that dude spouts out so much wisdom. He's so old. How old is and he? And wise. When 900 years when 900 years old you reach looking as good, you will not. <laughs> so he's somewhere around 900 years old. Um, but he knows how to have fun still. Mm-hmm. I like to be I would like to think but a pretty serious dude but we have a lot of fun this this household is chock full of a lot of laughs mm, because very true. it doesn't you know there's a lot of serious stuff that's happened in this house and in the people's lives that lives in this house but we all learn to have fun still because it's a very important thing and thank you Yoda for teaching us how to still have fun
1: thank you Yoda mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I don't know I also think you probably want a little doo living on Dagobah with nobody there, because I don't think he ever left. I wonder. Maybe he did, but I don't think so. Hmm. I think he got there after he lost to the Emperor and never came back. This also brought us a fan favorite that we were about to see again in the sequel trilogy that we haven't. Really? You don't know? Is it the... Hello, what have we here? And if you saw how oh, handsome my husband is, every day you'd wake up and go, hello, what have we here? Good one, honey. <laughs> Lando Calarisian!
1: Oh, Oh Lando. my gosh.
0: Well, I didn't recognize the line, but... Uh, That's what he sees when he sees the beauty that is Princess Leia. Every morning I wake up and I see the beauty that is not Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, not at nonetheless. all. A <laughs> <laughs> well, beauty nonetheless. Well, thank you, honey. You're welcome. Yes. I got you. Did you feel that audience? <laughs> Even if you didn't, he really does make me feel that way. So it is true. I love him and he's very good. And uh Yeah. That's Lando. What do you think of Lando?
1: I think he's great. Actually, I like him. You know, again, not until Solo did I really know much about him. Okay. Never really paid attention. He was always just
0: So was that the same extra. character for you? We've gone to no, Solo a it was few a totally times. Different so, character. so let me because it is the least successful financially speaking of any star Wars film minus the clone Wars cartoon, but live action film, it ended a lot of things that could have been because it did not make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Some people blame marketing. Some people blame when it came out. Some people chalk it up to Disney getting, it's still learning its footing with how to handle star Wars because it is such a different beast. It is not the MCU. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think it's the quality. I think I said it earlier today. It's my favorite of all of the Disney projects. As of right now, now once the Rise of Skywalker comes back, I can watch episode seven and eight and look at them very differently. And I'm not even a Han Solo dude, but I really, really, really liked that movie. Mm -hmm. I think it said a lot about the state of the galaxy before the Empire was around. That was something that we hadn't seen. And it brought a little hope back. It was good. So... But was uh, Lando the same character for you? Two different actors played him, but was he the same character? No. No.
1: Mm-mm. What was different? You know, he seemed very uh, crooked, very untrustworthy, not very fun. In, in the, the or- Empire? In, in the original movies. Okay. But when you got to um, that character in the movies, although that Donald Glover? Yes. Yeah. He's just a really, really likable character. I just, mm-hmm. you liked him. You yep. didn't seem to really, I didn't feel like okay. I liked him in the movies. But in Solo, I just felt like I liked the character. Okay. And now I see him differently. Watching, yeah. you know, obviously 4, 5, and
0: 6. I'm looking forward to seeing who he is in 9. Because it's going to really double down on who he is. Mm-hmm. I never didn't like Lando mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But speaking of... Lando. This morning we finished Empire last night and Michael the youngest, the super fan, the fellow other super fan in this house, saw Lando this morning in Java's Palace in his skiff guard uniform that was also seen in solo that she probably did not pick up on, but Beckett wore it when he goes to Kessel. Okay. Fantastic little nugget there for for the people that need to know it and the people that don't. Uh, but he was thought that lando was a bad guy when he was in java's palace because he was didn't he was not nice to them in cloud city so that i maybe is for a lot of people that untrustworthiness of him carried through maybe it's going to carry through again in episode nine i doubt it i I mean he'll be a hero yeah like straight up right Mm -hmm. i hope so too i mean he's a hero and uh, Tom was in the able... original
1: character, the actor is coming back to play. Billy D. Williams. Yeah, that's it. He is.
0: Yes. Good. Cool. Yeah. He's been working out for the last couple of years. He has a fun Instagram account hmm. of him pushing the weights. He was in uh, not a lot of health for a long time and he got back for this. That's awesome. Tom was also able to learn of one of the most important characters in all of Star Wars, and that was Mr. Will Hood which I don't know how many of you have been to Comic-Cons, but hopefully you've seen the running of Woolrow Hood throughout your local comic book convention.
1: And what he was carrying, Brian, do you want to share it with everybody?
0: Yes. He understands the importance (laughs) of ice cream. He may have come from Tatooine and knows what hot is, and sometimes there's nothing better to cool you down than the nice feelings of mint julep going down your throat. Is mint julep even ice cream?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> mint julep, isn't is that a drink? Ah, <laughs> <Probably.
0: sighs> <sighs> well.
1: Anyway, maybe he was I'm carrying an ice cream maker, right? Yes. He was running?
0: Yep. When they were saying, hey, get out. Peeps, get out. The Empire is coming. They ain't coming back because I just screwed over Darth Vader. Cloud City's gotten cloudy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: But we also, there was, that brought us. Probably in the top five most famous scenes of any movie ever, right? Really, what I'm getting an eye roll,
2: Alex. Can
1: you repeat the question?
0: <laughs> we are talking The Empire Strikes Back, right? We are in Cloud City right now, okay, in a conversation, yes. W- I would assume in the top five, maybe I'm really wrong, most famous scenes of all film is here in this film in Cloud City.
1: Oh, between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker? Yes.
0: Okay, when he lost his arm? That's what you're holding on to, the hand loss.
1: Well, he also had that little thing about him being his father. Yes. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) I am your father.
2: I'm
0: That's not really not sure. That's me. impossible.
1: Yeah, he didn't really believe it.
0: I think he did. You do? I do. I think in I think he didn't. He he had he was seen confused. It, but he had seen him his his himself in the cave. I know, but earlier didn't in he go film.
1: in the next movie to confirm it with, with, Yoda. with Yoda. I think
0: he wanted Yoda to say no. Mhm. That's what I think he, he so was on some level. I think he knew. I yeah. think he knew when he saw his himself in the mask of Vader Mm -hmm. of I think there's a lot of things about who he could become if he makes the wrong decisions Mm -hmm. but I also think it's who he could become but that could be the same story about me that I shared earlier being afraid of becoming something that made you that you don't want to be like Mm mm-hmm That's it. What did you think? Do you remember that in the theater? Were did, you were you mind uh, blown? The Simpsons no. had the great joke with Homer and Marge. It was one of their first states. They left The Empire Strikes Back, and there's all the people waiting in line. I can't believe Darth Vader's Luke's dead, and all the people in the line that's mad at him. Oh, that's really? like quite the spoiler. Oh yeah, you know, huh. like, and to think now again, I grew up in a different time. I don't know anything any different, but there was three years. There was, there was no internet it was you and your friends on the playground discussing if Darth Vader is really Luke's father. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of wish I was able to have that. It would have been amazing, but that's gone. It doesn't make it any less impactful Mm -hmm. because you still have the the eternal optimist learning that Daddy is, like, super evil. And up until that point, because we didn't really know the Emperor yet, the most evil person in the entire galaxy. Darth until we learn he's a puppet. And, you know, I, I want to say you asked last night when we were watching it, when we were finishing it up, when he gets, Luke gets his hand chopped off, what about his lightsaber? <laughs> Did you know that's the lightsaber, right? Remember in episode seven? Yes. So, there's Ray theories about who Rey is, because there are lots of theories about who she is. Okay. Still. And we knew that one of J.J. Abrams' ideas for how Episode 7 would start was seeing that hand holding onto the lightsaber still floating in outer space. And how did Moz get it? And Ray I asked something, I don't know, those movies quite as well as the old ones, but asked, how did she get it? That's a story for another day. Which hopefully... And they better answer that question, at least to some level, in episode Mm 9. But there are theories out there that she is a clone of Luke Skywalker. Hmm. And that's why the lightsaber are called to her.
1: Who would have cloned her?
0: The Emperor. If you remember the the spoiler, if you haven't seen it, the Emperor's dead. Is he, though? He's going to be in episode 9. How do you know? They all confirmed it. He's on the poster... He's in it. He's in the movie. He's okay. in the movie. What le- On what level? We don't know yet. But I think he will be a very... He needs to be really big. He can't just... For me. You know, as of, you ask me right now, before I've seen the movie, he has to be a big... He's the big bad of all nine movies. He's the puppet master. He is the ultimate chess player. Hmm. We will... Episode 9, hopefully, will recontextualize everything we know in episode 7 and 8 in... If it's really good, we'll recontextualize how we see everything in all nine. That's how it should work. Mm-hmm. So, are you looking forward to him being back? Because we're about to get into Return of the Jedi, which is our first.
1: Am I looking forward to it? I'm curious how they're gonna, you know, how they're gonna handle it. Yeah, how they're gonna handle it. How what he's gonna actually do? I mean, he did fall down the rabbit hole, <laughs> <He did.
0: laughs> to that long, deep tunnel, and spewed out a bunch of blue evil. energy. Yes, yeah. which may lead to episode 9. So we're going to take a quick breaky break before we hop into the Return of the Jedi. And we will discuss that very thing. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back.
0: We just had a little breaky break with some Robin Robin.
1: And coffee. And coffee. (laughs) And now we
0: have our gold and our honey. And we're ready to discuss... The Return of the Jedi. I guess it's not The Return of the Jedi. It's Return of the Jedi. My very, very, very favorite of all of the Star Wars movies. And Tom's already got a problem. No. no, Oh, you don't? Uh Uh-oh. Okay. That's coming. (laughs) (laughs) So I think uh, this movie really is a great one to end today's episode with because we can... We said earlier that uh, the original trilogy is the heart of all of them, and I think the prequels most affect this movie in its rewatchability. And we're about to see how the sequel trilogy changes this movie in the rewatchability, or how this movie affects episode nine, because we went from Darth Vader being horrible. And killing people left and right in Return of the Jedi or in uh, Empire Strikes Back to now the ultimate villain and we realize that Darth Vader was just a puppet to the Emperor and we start the movie off with Darth Vader speaking with Moff Jer Gerard who's falling behind on building the second Death Star and Darth Vader tells him the Emperor is not as forgiving as I am. Somebody pretty evil. Mm-hmm. If Darth Vader's a nice guy. <clears throat> what did you think of the Emperor growing up? Was he just a withering old man? Yes. I think <laughs> he was probably that to lots of people. Yep. That was the toy that nobody really wanted to play with. Nope. I don't remember if Even he was having a... one. <laughs> oh, well, I definitely did. I just don't remember if he was a peg warmer <gasps> or not because I was too young. But I know he never got played with. He stayed in that Darth Vader case because he was just a withering old man to a kid. Now, he's rad and probably the greatest villain ever.
1: Is he the original character coming back, the actor? Yeah.
0: So it was the same guy. Yeah, think about this. He's really old now. No, he was young. He was in his mid-30s, I think, when The Return of the Jedi. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So they made him look older, and then by the time their prequels came around, he was of the right age, and so it's the same actor, and now he's coming back again, Sir mm. Ian McDermott. Oh, wow. Yes. Imagine, that's, that's got to be a good gig. Mm-hmm. You come in for Star Wars, which is already insanely popular, and you think you're in one flick, and then all of a sudden, 20 years later goes by, 15 years, hey, you ready to play the emperor again? Only now your name's not the Emperor, you're Darth Sidious, Because that didn't exist then. Hmm. But it's pretty rad. This movie's my favorite. I remember seeing this movie in a the theater. I was just about four. So I don't remember, remember, but I remember a few things. And what I remember more than anything to this day is my favorite character. It is where Pink Milk comes from. In our canon, an Ortillion I don't know how you'd say the plural, but Max Rebo. Little blue elephants squirting out some paint milk that we now drink up every week and dispense our love for this here with y'all. Jabba's Palace. Creatures, creatures, creatures everywhere. What'd you think of the creatures everywhere, Mr. Barry?
1: I thought it was great, <laughs> Mr. Barry.
0: <laughs> just great. Just great, just great. You asked earlier how everyone, how anyone is afraid of... Job of the hut, He's just a gigantic slug.
1: He really is. I, I still to this day don't understand why everybody was so... Money. He's a gangster. He's a gangster, okay. He runs the mafia. I know, but it's not like if you made a run at him, you couldn't get him. I mean, look, Princess Leia killed him by just pulling a chain around his neck. It's because she's a badass.
2: That's
0: why.
1: Yeah, but she... nobody else ever figured that out. Yeah,
0: he just had him killed. He had lots Mm. of assassination attempts. Bib Fortuna Mm -hmm. did not particularly like him. Hmm. Bib Fortuna, do you know who that is? Nope. The dude with little octopus tentacles. Oh, yeah. And then, like, testicle sacks. He was, was, but he was always trying to kill him.
2: Oh, okay.
0: In the uh, extended universe, anyways. Oh, okay. But it's mostly money. Mostly money. Uh, I think Return of the Jedi reminds me of the most... Mm, serialized of them all there's like three very different stories going on there's java's palace there's endor and there's the Death star and i like how all those things come together you said something when we were watching the end of of uh the java's palace stuff and everyone had their place the plan all came together and it was honestly like it's pretty cool watching how you saw all the little chess pieces being set up during the, the half hour. I think it's like half hour long scene mm-hmm. And there at the very end. They all had their parts to play. It was really very awesome. Anything there, this movie had the most changes since its original original release in
1: 1983. Hmm. Well, definitely the very end because they added the, what would you say? The ghost figures, the of Hayden Christensen. Exactly. And he wasn't, if, he may not have even been born when the originals
0: I, yeah, I came out. Know. I wonder how old he was. Guy. I don't know. I don't know how old he is. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about that towards the end because okay. I think that's going to lead into episode nine talk and there's a lot of opinions on that very thing. That wasn't even in the original movies in 1997 because mm-hmm. he wasn't cast yet. That was a Blu-ray edition. Right. Um, I think this movie, you know, Luke... When we, when we first met him, it's Return of the Jedi originally, and the, it was going to be called Revenge of the Jedi, and there was movie posters out promoting Revenge of the Jedi. Uh, and last minute, George Lucas said, no, a Jedi wouldn't seek revenge, which I like. And then we get Revenge of the Sith later. Hmm. It's a nice little uh, homage to that. Um, but Luke's pretty dark in this. His first introduction, he looks a lot like Darth Vader, right down to Michael thought it was Darth Vader. Hmm. And then was very concerned that Luke was a bad guy because he, he is very dark. He's dressed in black. He's in, Even though back then, I don't think we put it together. That was just what Jedi looked like mm-hmm. Well, they wore black. Um,
1: I liked it because he was powerful. He finally seemed to have come into his own mm-hmm. when he appeared on the, the scene.
0: Yeah. I mean that dude was able to kind of take down Darth Vader. Mhm. Towards the end. Favorite scene from this movie.
1: When the Ewoks Really? Yes, when they uh uh took over the stormtroopers and the <laughs> And People the like
0: I love. And they just
1: came out of the the blue. Yep.
0: Love Ewoks
1: or the forest in this.
0: <clears throat> Yes, love Ewoks. A lot of people, not a fan of Ewoks. This was kind of the first rumbles of George Lucas selling out. It was just a kid's movie. All he wanted to do was sell toys. That's why he made Ewoks. And I don't think people, those particular people, don't get Star Wars, as far as I'm concerned. Star Wars is is less about reality and how things would or would not work and more with the emotion behind those things. And I love that the Ewoks are too primitive that the emperor, the master chess player picked this little forest moon chock full of these little teddy bears because they pose no threat. They still use sticks and rocks and logs and that's how they fight in bows and arrows and they're no threat, but they were because they had something to fight for. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I I, personally love the Ewoks. I think they're of my favorites. I think Wicket is fantastic. They meant, you know, but I was also younger, so maybe that's why. But, but I'm glad that you thought that because you were 14 when mm-hmm. that movie came out and you yep. still like them. I think we got to say goodbye to Yoda in this movie. That was a pretty powerful, powerful scene. Um, I like Luke. There was something that... I've never noticed until we watched that this morning on Sunday. And what was that, Brian? Luke has always referred to Obi-Wan as Ben throughout everything. Mm -hmm. And Luke goes back to see Yoda to, I think we mentioned this earlier, to get in the hopes that Yoda would tell him that Darth Vader was not his father because he knew it. Unfortunately, that wasn't the news that he was given. It was a confirmation, and I think there's a lot of difference between Yoda and Obi Wan. Yoda is wise enough to just speak the truth, and Obi Wan didn't lie, as far as I, in my opinion. But he thought he was doing the right thing by withholding certain aspects of the truth and telling the story from a certain point of view. And Luke is pissed, and so Yoda confirms that Darth Vader is his father. And he floats away and disappears. And then we see Obi-Wan appearing to Luke there on Dagobah. And Luke says, Obi-Wan, for the very first time. I think think there was mistrust there. And Luke confided in Ben, the person who looked after him. And then he just realized that Ben was not just Ben. He was also Obi-Wan. And that we get, you know, from a certain point of view. That uh, the story you told him was true. So, what do you think? Do you remember the story that Aunt, that Obi-Wan had for Luke in A New Hope? That Darth Vader was a pupil of his and yes. till he turned evil and he murdered and betrayed his father, Anakin Skywalker? Correct. Mm-hmm. Was I he do. lying?
1: From a certain point of view.
0: Like, how would. <laughs> but how do you read it?
1: I believe that's. That's exactly what he said. From a certain point of view, he was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So I think that he was telling him to protect him. He was telling him the truth from a certain point of view Okay. to protect him. Do you
0: think he could have been protecting himself? The no. Jedi are taught to not be selfish? Mm-hmm. No, uh, I don't. I think he was protecting Luke. You do? Yes, I do. Okay. As I, th- I don't know. I don't agree. Okay. That's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Obi-Wan had... And I'm looking forward we're going to get an Obi-Wan series, so I hope Mm -hmm. it really takes some deep dives. And I think Obi-Wan said that to himself because he was the one who walked away from Anakin and left him burning on that lava pit floor, and that couldn't have been an easy thing to do. They loved each other. They were brothers. Um, And I think at that moment, the Jedi were wrong, and I think Obi-Wan understands that. We didn't, you know, we grew up watching these movies thinking the Jedi were the ultimate heroes. The prequels came out and Mm -hmm. say something else from a certain point of view. And I don't think the Jedi were right either. I think they were equal part to the galaxy falling apart, Mm -hmm. um, which we'll discuss when we get into the prequels. But I think Obi-Wan had to lie to himself. And again, I don't think he's lying, but I think he had to convince himself that's what happened. So he could mourn his friend. Personally, and I don't necessarily think that was real fair to tell Luke that mm. way. Um, I don't think he should have told Luke everything right there when they very first met each other. But by, you know, he didn't need to wait. I think he he, he owed it to Luke to be the, coming from Luke's mouth, not Yoda, mm-hmm. personally. And it makes me a little upset, and I'd be pissed off at him, too. But this movie is the most fun which it had to be Mm -hmm. because it's the heaviest. It was the end of everything. We meet the emperor who strung all of this along the whole time, which maybe actually now I'm saying that out loud. We didn't know he's stringing everything along until the prequels, but it was the end. It was the end of the most popular saga ever.
1: Well, it was the end because there was the party at the end. So it was definitely the end of the
0: trilogy saga, saga. <laughs> trilogy then
1: trilogy that's right that's coming up
0: what'd you think of the party it looked fun
1: I thought it was pretty cool It seemed like everybody was having a good time
0: do <laughs> you think there was some like <clears throat> oh sorry indoor booze being spilt
1: maybe some pink milk
0: some spiked pink milk in it oh, yes <laughs> that should be what's in my coffee cup right always now
1: always possible always possible
0: yeah, so that, for a long time, was the end. Mm-hmm. That's how it wrapped up, and then... The, we thought it was the end. We, we did. There was always hopes. There was rumors that there's going to be nine, 12 movies, nine movies. It's always changed, so we always held out hopes, those nerds like me. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that came with the, with the Blu-ray release was at the end, when Darth Vader dies and anakin dies you know he we see sebastian shaw playing anakin skywalker we see him with his helmet removed for the first time we saw the back of his nasty gnarly head in mm-hmm. the empire strikes back when he was meditating but now we saw him we saw for real he was just an old man mm-hmm. underneath all that and the last words he says basically you know tell your sister you were right tell your sister which is you know pretty beautiful thing he's Thank God, thank you know, he's thanking his son for allowing him to come back as the good person that he once was. So he dies. We slip on board the Imperial shuttle, take off, dust Star exploding behind us. Luke takes him to Endor, burns his body in a ceremonial funeral, says goodbye, and we get back to the party. And there are the spirit ghosts of Obi Wan, Yoda. And then Anakin appears mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we, the audience, see Hayden Christensen now from their prequels who played Anakin Skywalker. Right. <clears throat> Thoughts?
1: Actually, I liked it. Okay. Obviously, it was impossible if in the original film mm-hmm. because there was no Hayden.
0: No, in the <clears throat> original, it was Sebastian, Sch- the guy who was under in the makeup mm-hmm. originally. Oh, so they switched him. Yes. Oh. So we saw Anakin there always, mm-hmm. but it was that guy, just an old man.
1: Hmm. Well now that I hear that, okay. that changes everything. I kinda liked it before, but why you know you didn't change Ben to Ewan McGregor, right? No. Yeah, why'd they do that?
0: Open to interpretation.
2: What
1: well, what's your interpretation? I, per- I actually, now that I think about because I literally just said a little bit ago I like seeing them, okay. but I didn't realize they
0: I huh. I really like it a lot. Do and we that's have a... it somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, I have, we uh, have it. Yeah, I think it was uh, mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Well, we have it on VHS. Okay. Then we have the special editions on VHS. But on DVD, I want it. It was like the mid 2000s, I think. There was a limited re release of the originals on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that. And then there's pirated versions out there. It's but,
1: contradictory. I mean, see, what, I mean, now that I know this. I hear don't think this, it is.
2: How so? So
0: what? if you remember, we I've mentioned this somewhere earlier in the show that Star Wars is more concerned about the emotional aspect, the emotional canon, the emotional response mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. reality. So this has been a very controversial thing since, since these Blu-ray releases because Anakin died and Darth Vader murdered him, betrayed him and murdered him. Mm-hmm. So Anakin died as Hayden Christensen.
2: Hmm.
0: So okay. Anakin stopped aging there was a physical body present that had to take its last few breaths before, before it the physical body died, but Anakin's spirit died then, and was or you know maybe even trapped, <clears throat> uh, as Anakin and mm-hmm. Anakin is Hayden Christensen. That other person is Darth Vader. Hmm, okay. So I. I sense. find it on an emotional level like a very beautiful thing. That's who Anakin Skywalker is, and mm-hmm. it, you know, and then a literal movie thing. It ties it back to then, but I'm not. I'm more con- personally more concerned with the story than the movies, and although I I think Obi Wan was a bit lying, and Obi Wan is convincing himself of that, but that's what really. That is what happened. I do think Anakin was murdered and betrayed by Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Now he manifested Darth Vader himself, but that's who who murdered him. So I kind of like that he is still there. I don't know, and I am wondering. But then he was. That's the end of Return of the Jedi. You know, then we have our shot where they're all together, and it looks like a nice, beautiful picture. Everyone's standing together, and the screen goes, and that's the end of the saga. For then, and they think then. they've
1: won at that point in time. Mm-hmm.
0: And so. In reality, the next movies we saw were the prequels, which happened roughly 30 years started 30 years before before A New Hope, right? And that was a whole confusion looking back though, you know, I think that recontextualized how we see the original trilogy. And that's what we watch now. Mm-hmm. Um are through the lens of seeing it as a prequel. Right. Is it still going?
1: <laughs> I think it stopped.
0: It's counting over there. We'll find out if we are still recording. Yeah. Oh, oh. There we go. We are still recording. We're still recording. You're welcome. <laughs> Newbies. Remember, this is our first. Anyways, <laughs> so, I, you know, there are rumors. I think the Emperor's coming back in episode nine. I think we're going to see Anakin. I have my theories of who Rey is. Uh, maybe we'll discuss that before episode nine comes out. But I think Caden Christensen might be back. Training Ray as Anakin. Hmm. What do you think?
1: I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm open to it.
0: You're open. Are you as open? to just a fan. Okay. Are you <laughs> open to, Hay- to Hayden Christensen being there now that you knew at one point in time it was a different actor and they went in and changed it?
1: Yes, I am. I'm open to it. <laughs> I think it's
0: beautiful. And again, it speaks to the emotion of Star Wars, which is the thing that I love about it. Yes, you and do. it is just a movie we shouldn't have problems with a blue ghost coming back as a younger version of a person who just looked completely different when there's a ghost coming back and someone's looking at a bunch of blue ghosts talking to them like, but we're hung up on that it's, it makes me laugh but anyways thank you Pop Pop this is our very first episode thank you
1: it was fun it was fun thanks for having me
0: hopefully it was fun oh wait for... I'm gonna be here every
1: week <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you for having me thank in you. life Absolutely. and on this path that we call us Us. hopefully it was fun for y'all listening because i'm sure there'll be thousands upon thousands of you it's the very first one right you think absolutely thanks for listening yeah uh don't forget to follow us on the twitters and the instagram at pink milk house house is h-a-u-s because we are gay we are fancy (laughs) not we gotta split it up (laughs) pink milk hoss drink up drink up Until next week, when we discuss the prequels. Thank you. Bye. Bye.